0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Kiwi Gardening Podcast with DIY Plant Man. In this episode today, we will just be having a bit of a chit-chat on uh, what I've been up to in my garden and what things you should be doing in the middle of summer, which we are almost at right now. Uh, And also, just looking towards the end of the year, that's when most people go away on holiday for about two weeks or so. So, if you are planning to do that, what are some things that you should be trying to do to prepare your garden for that time when you're away? And I'll just give you some little hacks on what I do when I go away and how to preserve my plants from being in the elements without my daily care. Now, I said I'd give an update on my garden. As you know, I have a small space and this year... Um, I've literally filled up my whole space and I'm still cramming more stuff in there. I have 20 plus grow bags. These are the ones with the handles on them. So they're quite easy to maneuver around my garden. And they range in size from 35 litres to I think my biggest ones are 75 litres. And you can just buy those at Mitre 10. They're like $5 each or something. So very cheap and effective. Uh, I don't see a big issue with using them, moisture-wise. I'm growing all sorts of things in them. I'm growing tomatoes, uh, chilies, and capsicums. I've got zucchinis. I have different fruit trees. i got a lemon and a lime tree. I have artichoke, some papaya, and then I have also got a blueberry and a fig. So I have a bunch of different plants in these grow bags, and I really like using them because... As I said, they're easy to manoeuvre around, and some plants need different requirements depending on the stage of its life. So it's easy to give them the right growing space uh, by moving them around. Uh, Also, I like using them because for a grow bag, you can buy the forty-five liter, for example, and you can just plant one tomato in there. So it's got its own little space there, uh, and you know exactly how many to plant per bag. It's quite easy whereas when you're working in a garden space it's easy to cram you know four tomatoes in a small space and they won't like this so it gives its own little space and I find that really useful and I think it's a good spot for a beginner gardener to start if you don't have much space. I also have some trough kind of structures uh, and I'm planting corn in them this year they're probably 800 uh, centimeters tall at the moment so just under a meter And they're growing fairly well for the first time growing them in this property. So I'm really stoked about that. What I've done is I've planted them in a little block. So they're all close together. Because they're pollinated by the wind. Uh, So if you put all your corn plants together, there's a better chance that they'll get pollinated properly. That's what I've done with my corn. And then underneath the corn, I've planted some squash. I think I already talked about this in another episode about the three sisters method. I think the corn is almost... Getting to that size now where I can plant the beans and let the beans grow up the corn as the steak. And also, I think what I failed to mention is the reason they plant the beans in the Three Sisters method is because the beans also add nitrogen back to the soil. So it's kind of like a win-win-win a for all three of those plants working together. Also, I have growing at the moment cucumbers. I am using... Two different trellising systems. One is a trough on wheels. So I got this from work because they were chucking it out. I have used it as a cucumber trellis. Then I have my also my bamboo trellis, which you guys probably would have seen on Instagram. Um, the one that's connected to my fence. And it's working really well and I'm really happy with it. I haven't planted like an immense amount of cucumbers. I think I've planted like 12 or something like that. And majority of them are those Korean cucumbers. So they're a little bit thinner than a normal cucumber and a bit lighter, like lighter color. And apparently they're a little bit more sweet and I guess less uh, seedy. So yeah, I've, I've really tasted one and it was really good. So I was really happy with that. And what even made me happier is that my daughter absolutely loved it. So that's a win for me. Also, I just harvested a few zucchinis for the first time. And this year I planted from King Seeds. I did a different variety. It was called CocoZella or something like that. And it's kind of looks like a regular zucchini but it's striped. So it's got like a lighter stripes up the side. So it's a little bit unique and that's why I love gardening. I can grow things that I can't actually purchase at a supermarket. So it's quite cool to be able to grow different uh, things in that respect same goes with the corn I haven't actually planted sweet corn I've actually planted popping corn and this popping corn variety is the glass gem corn so yeah I'm really excited to try this and see how it goes also guys if you're listening to this similar time to I release this podcast you'll know in Auckland at least the weather is quite gray it's very humid and we're getting quite a bit of rain, which is awesome for the garden. I'm not complaining at all about that. But I ended up having to harvest my elephant garlic, and the elephant garlic is just that bigger-sized garlic. I grew it for the first time this year in grow bags. I think I planted about twelve uh, cloves, but I only ended up getting six uh, heads of garlic. Which, to be honest, I'm happy about. I didn't really I didn't do anything special with it, I just looked after it. I'm really happy with three of them at least, they're really good size, and then the other ones are a little bit smaller. But I will select the biggest ones again and plant them next year. But because of this rain, so what I did is, for the last few weeks I, I tried not to water them, so then they could dry out and they could get their energy out of the stem, because I didn't want them to rot. But then the rain came along, so I had to pull them out. And that's something I'll definitely be trying next year. However, I had a massive fail with my regular garlic this year. And same with spring onions, because I got a lot of rust on my plants. I've seen a lot of other gardeners throughout the North Island, at least, struggling with rust as well. So it must just be a bad year for rust. And if you don't know what rust is, it's kind of like really orangey blisters on the leaves and what it does it just kills the plant if you let it go too far what I did oh actually I also got rust on my leeks. what I had to do is I had to just snip off the part that was infected and I actually chucked those bits in the rubbish bin because I didn't want to transfer that into my compost and then back into the garden so and then when I went from crop to crop so when I went from my spring onion and from my Uh, leek and my garlic, I had to clean my tools and stuff because I didn't want to make the infection and the spread worse. So that's why it's important to have diversity in your garden because if a disease or a pest even comes into your garden, it can easily wipe out your whole garden if you have a monocultured garden where you plant one type of crop. So I'm very fortunate in that way because my spring onion sucked but I had garlic chives, which didn't get affected by the rust, and I kind of used it as a substitute for my spring onion. So, I mean, you learn to work with what you have, and as I said, the diversity that I had in my garden was enough to be able to get me through that. Okay guys, so I've got something to share with you. Just recently, I got a message from a company that I've been following for a while. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of Birdies. It's the Uh, raised bed gardening kit. It's made out of steel. Um, And yeah, it's a raised bed and it's really awesome. And I, I got asked if I wanted one in my space and literally I have no space for an extra bed like that. But I said yes, 100% because I've been following this guy in America, Epic Gardening. His name's Kevin. Most of you guys probably have seen his stuff. He has a lot of YouTube videos and I listen to his podcast all the time. He has thousands of podcast episodes, very short ones, very informative. He's great. I would highly recommend you check him out. But anyway, he uses these birdie raised beds and he also distributes them throughout America, which is awesome. But anyway, so the New Zealand representatives, they got in touch with me and offered me one. I've just made it up yesterday and put it outside. I had to clear some of my grow bags to put it in the right spot. This week is going to have to be to fill that and to uh, get that ready for planting some bits and pieces in there. It's a round bed, a a circular bed. And what I'm planning to do is inside the middle, I want to plant a dwarf fruit tree. So I'm thinking a peach because I absolutely love peaches. I've always wanted a peach tree. So I'm probably going to put a peach tree inside the middle of that raised bed. And then... I recently went to Bunnings and I bought some PVC pipe, the round one, uh, I think it's 90 mil. What I'm going to be using these for, if you have seen my previous posts on Instagram about my, my raised bed, you'll see that I installed a worm system, a worm tower in the ground. I'm going to be making an additional four of those and... Um, I honestly can't wait because I'm going to put them quite close to the peach tree and hopefully then I can put my scraps in there and obviously the whims will be in there. There'll be a lot of activity happening around my peach tree. I haven't really worked out yet if the roots will go inside the system and block it up but at the moment I don't have to worry about that. I can always move it but it will be a very active and alive soil around that plant i can't wait to install that and definitely i'll be posting about this and showing you guys so yeah this is very exciting my space is even more full now uh, but i'm very thankful for the opportunities that i've been given through my page and the products that i've been able to try another thing that i've been doing in the background before this weather has come upon us is I started making that extension to my trellis. So I cut the angles on the wood for that trellis system. But I just have to put it all together now. I'm really excited about that because my cucumbers are already at the top of the trellis. So I want to be able to give them a bit of additional space. And also I think it's quite cool that the trellis is going straight up and then it will curve at the top and then the fruit will hang uh down above my head, so it'll be dangling. So I think that will be quite cool. I will definitely uh keep you guys updated on how that goes. If you guys want a bit of a a tour on that and how I've made it, be happy to give you a, a sneak peek. So yeah, those are a few of my little projects that I've got going on at my place at the moment. I said at the beginning of this episode we'd be talking a little bit on some ways in which we can Help our garden survive during a holiday that we go on. So some things I would recommend, which I recommend all the time, so it's quite obvious, would be things like using mulches. Definitely if you have any bare soil in your garden or if you see anything that's not covered, then totally add a layer of mulch. That's my high recommendation to you guys. That's the first thing I would do. Easy. It's free mostly if you're using products from your garden. Even if you just pull the lower leaves off your plants, if they're looking like they need to be removed, and then chopping that up and putting that below your plant. It's an easy way to get free mulch. But anyway, what that does is it retains the moisture a little bit longer in the soil. It also keeps the soil cooler because the the heat is not directly on the soil, so it has to penetrate through the mulch layer. Also, it helps with the activity in the soil, which will keep your plants healthier. The next thing I would do is try and set up a watering system. So you can use sprinklers. Uh, What I would recommend is using drip meters. You can set up a like a hose around your whole garden. And then off the main hose, you can attach small little drippers and then what that does is you put a timer on your tap and then the water will go and the water pressure will let a little bit of water out each of those little uh, outlets. So you can put it into pots or you can do it in a veggie garden or on a garden space along a fence or something. You can put that at the back and then let it drip out. The problem is though with those other things I wouldn't rely on it fully for if you're at home. I think hand watering and looking after the plants that way is the best way. But what we're talking about here is if you go away, that's definitely a good way to uh, look after your garden while you're absent. Uh, another thing i would do is just build relationships with neighbors or friends. Ask them to look after your garden, just show them around and ask them to water it once every two days or something like that. Most people will be happy to do that. So that's another way you can do it. And then just tell them, oh, you can help yourself to any produce that comes in the garden at that time. So that's a good bonus for them, I guess. And then finally, I mean it's too late now, but in general you should choose plants that are well suited to your area. So don't plant things that are very fragile and things that don't like your area because they will suffer a lot more if they don't get the right conditions and the right watering and stuff like that. So plant things that are a bit more tolerant to your area and I'm sure the staff at the garden centres can direct you in the right way in which plants you should choose. But if we're talking about classic veggies, there's not really many options available, uh, like variety wise, that all have such differing features. Uh, So yeah, there's not really much you can do in that respect, I guess. But then what I find is planting things together and making sure the garden space is full with mulch, the leaves all shade the ground. So if you have a tomato plant, And then you have some basil plants and some other herbs and leafy greens. They all work together to shade and keep each other cool. Even though this can be a bad thing sometimes as they can shade each other out. In the middle of summer, there's just so much sun. So you're not really getting shaded out. And being shaded out sometimes is actually a good thing because it's a little bit more cool there. So if you are going away, those plants in the shade might do better to be honest. Okay, guys, that is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to my little sesh of talking about my garden. I hope you enjoyed this and could take something away out of this episode. As I said, I will be posting about that birdies raised bed and also my worm towers. So yeah, keep your eyes open for those posts. I'll show you guys what I've been talking about so you can have a visual of what I've been talking about. So guys, thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate the support that you've given me. If you have any questions, like always, please let me know what you have. Also, one thing I haven't mentioned before, but if you do like the podcast, please follow along or subscribe or whatever you do on the app that you are using because this will help you be able to be notified when a new episode is released. If you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the other podcast platforms, then please do that as well because that means other people will be able to find the podcast if there's a bit of traction going on there. Thank you for your support and I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Thank you.